is Stefan. And I'm Heidi, and this is Ice Cream Parlor, the podcast. Yes, you're listening to the podcast where we watch horror movies and just talk about them. Um, that's pretty much it, right, Heidi? That's right, Stefan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, let's go ahead and uh, have some fun with this. Yep, absolutely. This week, we watched The Baby from 1973. You hadn't seen it before. No. Have you seen it before we watched it? Um, no, I hadn't even heard of it before. Right, yeah. This is a weird one. I mean, this, this one fucked wasn't up. on the list. It's not like anybody suggested it. We were just browsing through uh, Shutter, Shutter <laughs> and somehow this was one of the recommended movies that popped up. I mean, Shutter knows me well because I liked this movie. Did you? I did because it, was, it weird. was... I don't know if I liked it. I don't know if I could watch it again, but I'm... You know, in a weird way, glad that I watched it. <laughs> Since we watched it, I watched it one other time. I enjoyed the movie, but it is really fucked up. And there are, well, let's just get into it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. So before we go into the movie for this week, mm-hmm. what's up with you? Um, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, again, we're just hold, holding it down here in the isolated quarantine, whatever you want to call it. Um, just trying to get by day to day uh, let's see we have a couple new plants that we've planted so you know <laughs> that's keeping us sane right we got these tomato yes. plants and a couple other what was it the rosemary rosemary so we have zoe bell that's one tomato plant no <laughs> name that's the other tomato plant i don't know why you named them but uh... and then rosemary's baby she's a rosemary plant well, anyways, as you can see, this is how we've been staying sane over here. While... Sane is um, <laughs> a relative term. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and as a reminder, you're going to hear dog snores and the murder kids from upstairs. We can't help it. It's all right, you know. And, you know, my kids being angsty because they're teens. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, other than that, what you been up to? Um, same old. I've been interviewing for jobs, which has been pretty cool, and I... I'm in a good space where I'm able to kind of just slow down and just find something good, not just find something for the sake of it. Um, and it's yeah. pretty exciting. Okay. Yeah. So now you're looking for new so, work. So looking for new work, but um, it's pretty cool. I do have some savings and I do have um, that stimulus check that came in, which is nice. It all went to bills. Yeah, but, of course. <laughs> I mean, but um, it stimulated my bills. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, th- things have been pretty cool. I um, kind of had an itch for a road trip, but eh, I better wait. Yeah. Like the plan is, so L.A. opens up Friday for the most part, but I'm not going out Friday because it takes two weeks uh, for someone to develop symptoms, right? So I figured let everybody get out. If it doesn't have the second wave where I'm sure you've heard that there's a second wave um that has happened in different countries, uh, as long as that doesn't come in, then on week three of the open Los Angeles, that's when we will go out. Have they confirmed that they are opening on the 15th? Um, there, well, LA is open, uh, a little bit further than North than we have been for the past new normal. Um, as of Friday, there's parks, there's trails, there's, um, this coming Friday parks, trails um many stores are opening up no malls and restaurants are not dining in yet gotcha gotcha okay yeah it's gonna be interesting so. yeah i'm i'm really excited to see um 
I'm really excited to go out. I'm really excited for someone else to cook for me. I'm <laughs> I'm really excited for someone to make me a margarita that's not a pre-made margarita. You and your drinks, you're like one week you got some good wine, next week some bad wine, one week a good margarita, next week a bad margarita. <laughs> but enough about me. I'll say for the first time ever in existence. Let's talk about the movie. Sure, let's go ahead and talk about All it. Right. This one's a weird one. I mean, we actually have watched a bunch of movies in between now and then, so I, I, this one was the one that you decided is going to make the episode, and I'm curious to know why. Well, when I started uh, just looking into some interesting facts about this movie, I didn't find any because it doesn't have that much of a background story. It's not based on a true story. It's not based on, you know, whatever urban legends. It's just a fucked up movie. Right. It seems. But. Okay. What? But what? <laughs> but um, it is a hagsploitation film. And that led me through a rabbit hole of all of these other hagsploitation films that I really, really, really want to watch. What? Back to back to back. What is a hagsploitation film? So that is the, I guess, non-PC term for uh, movies um, in the 70s, in the late 60s and 70s, uh, that starred the starlets from the from Hollywood's golden ages, the golden years of Hollywood. So, um, for example, Joan Crawford and Betty Davis, uh, they, they were too old to be like the hot young stuff in the movie, so they didn't have a place to put them. So what they did is they thrust them in, in, into these roles and created a new genre of exploitation, And what that is, they're movies starring fucked up women. Fucking dangerous, fucking crazy, just fucking fucked. Like, crazy ass women. Like, old hags, hence exploitation. Hags, as in the women were like in their late 40s. Or, or in their mid to late 40s. Okay. You know, like, over the hill for Hollywood in the 60s, gotcha. the 70s. Right. So it, it has made for really good movies. Like, um, I don't know if Mildred Pierce counts as one of these movies, but it's a movie that stars Joan Crawford, and she's a very powerful, very bitchy-ass woman, and I fucking love that movie. So um, Never heard of that. Yeah, I know. I've been trying to watch it, but you have to pay for it. <laughs> uh, they did a series on it recently. Anyway, it did open up a lot of doors for me. Like, um, whatever happened to, I think, Baby Jane or something like that. And movies like that that I've baby heard of. Baby movies? Kind, no, not baby movies, but just movies where women are the ones that are the fucked up ones, are the ones doing the, the bad thing, right? Gotcha. And they were all the beautiful actresses from, from the decade prior. So this movie, to me, had this weird underlying, like, baby uh adult baby fetish right you know? so that's a thing apparently apparently it is a thing and it's like this was weird because that's what it was all about was this like grown man who's a baby well so it's not that it was fetishized it, no it right was, it was um in this particular movie for example however i found i did find that this movie is a cult classic like people love the fuck out of this movie i can tell you what i loved about the movie okay what was the it the fashion the fashion? The style. Like, the mama in this movie, like, I want every one of her outfits. And let me tell you, the mama in this movie, I fucking 
loved her voice. She has this raspy kind of like. You did? You liked it? Oh my God. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess it works for like an evil Corolla DeVille character, but I mean. (laughs) Yeah, it it was funny. (laughs) She Um, She was just very like. Just. Like Gloria Vanderbilt with the cone bras almost, like the pointy bras. And, yeah, yeah. And, and she was just, oh, just, oh, the fashion was great. Yeah, well, it was the early 70s, so that's Yeah, what... it was the early 70s, but that 60s orgy sometime, the party in, in, in the movie that was interesting, was pretty cool too. I was like, I'm going to dance like that for now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of funny, weird subject matter in this movie. Again, like I, it wasn't that they fetishized the baby thing, but I do feel like that the director or somebody behind the writer or somebody definitely probably was playing into some of their inner thoughts. And um, well, I don't know. That's a strange thing, you know, just the whole dressing up and pretending to be a baby, you know. For... Right. So I don't see the movie as it... And I don't think the movie was made to project any anybody's fetishes. Mm-hmm. This movie is come uh, came out during this very interesting time in the seventies feminism movement, right? So it was the it, it was a, it could be read as a response to what happens when the woman leaves the house. What happens when the woman is in charge? What happens when you let a woman do whatever she wants? Which is why I believe all of these high exploitation films take place. Because, oh no, the men don't control this. So look at all the weird shit that's happening now. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? I get it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Especially in that time because it was, um, you know, men were... It was fear of the death of the nuclear family and traditional gender roles. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's very fear-based genre, sure. but it was pretty cool. I, I do like this movie, and um, let me just get some facts out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hit me with the good stuff. All right. So, The Baby from 1973 was directed by Ted Post. Sure. Never heard of him. Neither have I. Um, and it stars Anjanette Comer. That's a nice name. Like, Anjanette. I've never heard that either. Anjanette. I mean, I've, I'm sure there's a few out there, but... <laughs> I've never heard of an Like, Anjanette. I've heard of But she Angela's was a starlet Anjanettes. from the previous... Yeah. Yeah, Angela's and Jeanette's. But no Ann Jeanette's. Well, hmm. she played Ann Gentry, and she's a social worker in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then there's Ruth Roman, <laughs> yeah. and she played Mrs. Wadsworth. <laughs> and let me tell you, honey, she's got some sass. Yes, she does. Oh, my God, that woman. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. also got uh, two daughters, right? She has two daughters, yeah. Jermaine. Uh, uh, Jermaine, which is a very manly name. Yeah, but, I but guess Jermaine you... with a G. Right. Okay. Right. Jermaine, she's played by... How else would you spell it, though? The J? Like Jermaine Jackson? Oh, right. Okay. All right. Um, And she's played by Mariana Hill. And then the other sister is Alba, and she's played by Suzanne Zenner. Alba. Yeah, she's the little feisty blonde one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Baby is played by David Mooney. Imagine what, like... He took the role pretty serious, I guess, but like yeah, he did. You were telling me that he did what? He oh yeah, he like studied babies and uh, like uh, handicapped kids to get their mannerisms and their sounds down. Which that was one thing that I read in. But the sounds in this movie, in the cut we saw, are not are not his sounds. They're but the original right. This was an overdubbed baby sound, which was 
the weirdest part about the movie, yeah. But apparently he actually, the actor, did the sounds himself in the original movie or the original score. I don't know how or why it got altered. I'm not sure. You know, it was a quick Mm -hmm. read on IMDb that I saw this. But (laughs) uh, I'm... You know, that to me, that was the strangest part about it. Like, because why not just let him use his real voice? He's a grown man. There's no way that his voice would have stayed a baby's voice. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Right. And it was very creepy. (laughs) Right. So what we're actually talking about is this movie is about a social worker, Anne, and she is assigned to the Wadsworth family. The Wadsworth family is on welfare because they have... That the son of the family, Baby, has no name, just named Baby. He has special needs or supposed special needs. His special need is that he never developed past toddler age. Like he doesn't even walk. So infant age. So he's a grown man who looks like an emaciated Martin Short. Yeah, yeah, I did see Martin Short in there. I did, yeah. <laughs> and he... um. <laughs> And he doesn't crawl properly either. He no, kind of like slides around the floor and he um, he doesn't talk. He can't hold himself up. He's even fed like not even like just baby oh, food. Oh boy, is he fed. <laughs> He's not even fed like solids. He's just like baby like he, whatever he, that. He knows what kind of feedings he likes. So disgusting. I know. Right. So the movie starts like this. Okay. We meet Anne and her mother-in-law, and they're looking at the Wadsworth file, and that has pictures of Baby as a child, and through all his entire um, development, but he's still in a bottle, still in a crib, still in, um, in, in, in baby attire. And it turns out that he's actually a 21-year-old man, but he hasn't been allowed to develop properly. I, even talking, he's not able to... Um, he can't even grasp, not like he doesn't have any motor skills either. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how much of that was just suppressed, like well, upbringing. So or later on, Anne has a theory. She says, um, she says, uh, let's see. She says, I think it's just negative reinforcement whenever typical or normal behaviors were were shown. So imagine if the next stage of your life is to pull yourself up to stand, but every time you did that somebody beat you you wouldn't stand yeah right exactly and we do see that they do some of that in this movie yeah um you know yeah. so imagine how much he's had to go through the course of his life you say he's 21 I, 21 I th- okay. yeah from the from the synopsis that i found gotcha. yeah um okay so we meet Anne. we meet her mother-in-law they're going through the file they get to uh we go and, in, and are introduced to the wadsworth family and again that's the mother mrs wadsworth there's uh, Alba and Jermaine. Um, right. And so Anne goes to meet them and she gives them this, you know, we understand that um, they've gone through this process for 21 years. So they know that there's always a visit from the social worker. This right. is the new this, social she's worker. She's just a new girl. Yeah. yeah, she's just a new girl. And things are going fine. They're answering questions. We understand that social workers come every like twice a year and and that all the other ones have come and gone. We understand there's no man in the life. Um, in fact, we find out that baby's father left Mrs. Uh, left Mama um, before baby was even born. When she ba- makes her first visit, is the mom there, or is yes? It, she, but the mom is there when she first arrives. She doesn't show up afterwards. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. It was later on when she wasn't home. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. was getting confused. Okay. Um, 
And so everything was fine. Everybody's answering questions. Everybody's lovely because she had called ahead versus other social workers who hadn't called ahead. Yeah, and just so they were up. nice. The house is clean. Everything. Everybody was nice and delightful. And then things kind of take a turn when uh, we find out that Anne actually wants to. She she chose. Right. Uh, or or um, she requested, requested to have this case. That, yeah, and we don't know why case. yet. Nope. We did. <laughs> but we find out later. Oh, oh my no. God. This movie's fucked up. Okay. Also. This is only rated PG, by the way. It's only rated PG. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. But it doesn't have much blood. It doesn't have any sex scenes. It doesn't have any of this stuff. So. Yeah. It was. Um, it is an eerie film, but it's kind of like Texas Chainsaw in that it's implied it's implied sexual abuse. It's, it's, it's implied physical abuse. I yeah. mean, there's also very visible physical <laughs> abuse, but it, it, after the fact, right? right. Okay. Um, so, and asked to see baby and they're like, what, what, what? And that's when we meet baby and he's yeah, like, like, they're all like, what, well, do you have to, I mean, it's, it's his, he's sleeping, it's his nap. And she's like, well, that's the whole reason I'm here is to see this baby. Like, I'm not right. going to leave without looking but, at him, you know? I mean, I've um, I've had a social worker come to my house just once, and that is because my kid's father assaulted me, and when I called the police, there was an automatic report to child services. So a child services came over, and they had like it was a twenty-minute conversation. Not even most of the time we talked about the recipe because I was cooking when they showed up. So I, there was no even. There was not even an actual issue. They were like so fine with it. But I can understand being weary of somebody coming into your home. I can understand feeling like you have to do what now? Because you feel like even though at that time Isabel was doing homework, Xander was taking a nap, and and um, I was cooking, the um, the just the, the the feeling that somebody's judging you on absolutely everything is really hard. Oh yeah. It's really hard to take. So I can imagine just being in the shoes of somebody who's like con- continue like people continuously are coming in and saying, What are you doing right? Yeah. What are you doing yeah. wrong? You feel that That's way if your landlord toll. was stopping by, you feel that way if certain family members stop by. I mean, you know, just it's one of those things where like you can tell that these people are uh just, just like you said, like just judging you on everything, you know, whatever. Right. And, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, things are fucked up in the household, but I can understand. Like maybe it's scary that I can understand Mrs. Wadsworth. <laughs> Wait, but um, but anyway, Anne starts coming around a lot more, and she we find out it's coming by almost every day. Oh right, yeah, and she's like now growing really attached to the baby. I think right, she's right. Um, well, she like starts to care for a baby, yeah. and I understand like how okay, you and I both have um family members with special needs, and they just are such magical beings, like. How can somebody not care for them at some point? Like, if you spend enough time with them, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I love this kid, right? Yeah. So it's it's understandable for Anne's perspective of, oh, I just want to spend time with this kid and make sure he's okay. Especially since we find out when her supervisor reprimands her for exclusively working on the Wadsworth case and uh, neglecting her emergency cases, we find that she is saying that... Um, she feels that there's like severe neglect happening. Like she feels like there's some something not allowing this child. Like there's some there's abuse there. Right. Yeah. And she, she knows like she wants to be able to prove it, but she can't. Right. Yet. 
Right. And then she says, she says specifically to her supervisor, nobody has uh, worked hard on this case. And he goes, that's not true. Somebody did. The other caseworker who mysteriously disappeared. Disappeared, right. And then <laughs> we find out nothing else about this social worker that mysteriously disappeared. Why does she disappear? Where does she go? Yeah. What the fuck? But they said something. People drop out of sight all the time is what he tells her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the 70s were weird. <laughs> yeah, the social service industry, everybody just disappears. That's that's a common thing. So, like, what the fuck? There's two things. One, people actually were dropping dead because of Bundy, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but two, what if this particular supervisor was the father of baby or one of the other, or one of the daughters, because they all have different dads. What if he was there and he's like, let me just do whatever it takes, sweep it all under the rug, so I don't have to be responsible for that. That's a good hypothesis. I mean, you always you always have the good, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the good ones. You come up with the good ideas. Um, it could be true. I don't know. Um, we don't hear anything about the father of the baby right. or any underlying uh, health conditions or mental conditions. Nobody else has handicaps or special needs. So is it a natural thing? Was it because it maybe it's abuse? Yeah. yeah. Was it was, um, we don't know. Um, and then the other fathers as well too, if it's all from different dads, then, you know, I mean, I don't know. Right. The sisters are connected, but still they're only half sisters or whatever you want to call it. You right. Know? Even though, is this like the firefight family sort Flamily. of? Flamily. <laughs> Flamily. Uh, no. No. Maybe. I don't know. They're not as sick and twisted. It kind of reminded me of a Rob Zombie movie in the first place. Especially with Baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Anne continues to visit the family even though her boss tells her no. Yeah. And um, she re- repeatedly tells the family members... I think he's got he can do better than he's doing now. I think he's intelligent. I think he can be normal. I think he's doing this. I think he's doing that. And the family just continues to just push her away. And they're like, no, you're stupid. Right. They don't <laughs> want her to get involved any more than she is. They'd rather have her do the um, bare minimum. And they just, uh, they're not very warm and welcoming. That's why I was saying like earlier when I thought the mom was there. I think she, one time she comes in to pay a visit and she wants to talk to the mom and the uh, daughter is in the backyard saying, oh no, she's she went to some appointment or right, something, right. but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, um, I'm just okay. saying like, so they're not warm. Com- they're not wa- welcoming. Her. Welcoming people. And yeah. as they're, as she's continuing to visit, they're also pushing her away but also trying to get some information because Jermaine walks her to the car once, like very specifically and asks her, what, what's your husband like? Where do you live? And all these questions. And then she goes, do you like physical exercise? Yeah, and right. like invites her on a Bundy ass fucking <laughs> adventure when she's like, Oh, do you like to go into the mountains on a yeah, hike? Like right. what Are the you nosy fuck? much? Like what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I thought that was pretty interesting because I'm like, Oh, that's how they got the information for from the last social worker, and that's why she yeah. disappeared. Well, Jermaine is like the sneaky, foxy, conniving, conniving kind of a, a type. The mom is basically just like a, you know, upfront 
yeah, yeah, blunt as fuck, kind of whatever. And she does, yeah. So the mom is like in this super suburb, but she's very like just rough around the edges. Yeah. You're like, how does she? How does she have this house? Right. Yeah. How does she? Right, right. How is she in this neighborhood? How does she have this house on welfare? Mm-hmm. And she's only getting welfare. We find out for baby only. Right. And the girls, you know, um, Jermaine says she'll do a commercial every now and then. Right. And um, Alba. Alba says that sometimes she teaches tennis. Yeah. So and, they're in LA. <laughs> so and Alba too. Um, she is the like mean. But um, she's snarky, forceful, yeah, kind of type. Yeah, she's yes. like, sassy. Right. So Jermaine does get some information from her. Yeah. What does she, she get? She gets the information that Anne lives a pretty normal life with her husband, who was an architect. They live right. in a big house. Was. She emphasizes yeah. that was. She lives in a big house and she has a very understanding mother in law. So those are the things that we find out. Uh, later that night, um, as she's driving, well, actually, as she's driving away from that instance, she's having flashes and it goes back and forth from baby laying in the crib to her husband, to baby, to her husband. And then later that night, she's watching slideshow of her husband and her, uh, you know, back before his accident and the mother-in-law's there. And she tells her, she and um, Alba, and specifically tells um, her mother-in-law, it should have been me, it was my fault. So you're like, oh, shit. So there was an accident. It was her fault. She feels wrapped with guilt. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, okay, well, now this is starting to make a little bit more sense. Yeah. You right? always like to figure these movies out before we get to the end. But so. I don't mean to. Right. You're just uh, super uh, Nancy Drew over here, I guess, right? I did read a lot of Nancy Drew growing <laughs> up. <laughs> I had a whole Nancy Drew collection. Yeah. But not the Hardy Boys, because fuck those guys. Oh, I read some Hardy Boys Like books. I said. So uh, back Okay. What? So then check this out. There was a time in the movie where baby was left at home with a babysitter. Oh, right. Yeah, this part right here. They, I don't know where they went. They all go to... They went out to, to dinner and a movie. Okay, yeah. Except dinner and a movie. They got a babysitter. She's probably about like 17, 16, I don't know, maybe something like that. Yeah. Uh, she's, and she's just, you know, not... The typical wait. Well, she is on the phone, I think, with somebody. She's on right? the phone with her boyfriend, who's right, like, yeah. "Do you have panties on?" You know, right, right, thing. right, right. Yeah, but then, yeah. but she's actually being very attentive, and she's playing with baby. Mm-hmm. Like, baby cries, and she goes to him, and right. she changes a grown man's yeah, diaper. Yeah, yeah, she changes his diaper, <laughs> and then like, she lets him out of the crib, she, and then they're playing, and then as he's playing, uh, baby falls and starts crying, and she goes and she cuddles him, and then. He starts sucking on her titties. Yeah, she's like, no, baby, no, no. She's like, no, no, no. No, but then she just like goes (laughs) with it. She pops that tit out and he's just sucking on it. And then everybody comes home. And everybody comes home, right. Mom and the two daughters come home from their dinner and whatever. And they're like, wait, where's, uh, where's, yo, she's probably upstairs putting them in bed or whatever. They open the door. Mm -hmm. No, but before that, they say, they say something was funny. Oh, we got here just in time not to pay her extra for babysitting. Oh, right. Not to pay her extra. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, little did they know she's getting, (laughs) yeah, she's she's charging you more than you know. Um, (laughs) she says, she walks in and the babysitter goes, we were just fooling around. Nothing happened. Honest. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> the mom, oh, she goes, <clears throat> with your damn tit in his mouth, you call that nothing? And they proceed to beat her. her up. Yep. They yep. beat her. Yep. And you know what? Good. Yeah. I mean, most everybody will probably be okay with that in that situation. Yeah, this is what this movie is. It like, 
sometimes you feel that you're always like, oh, they're the good guys or somebody's taking advantage of them or somebody else is a good guy. And then you're like, no, this person's a bad guy. This person's a bad guy. And you're like, I don't know who to feel bad for. Always baby, of course. But you're like, I don't know what 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 to think. Yeah. So they beat her up and they even like she even busts a move straight out of my childhood. Uh, Mrs. Wadsworth pulls out a belt. Oh, and yeah. Whipping her at the I know that was kind of that brought f- some flashbacks. flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, the sisters, you know, they get they go and they say, "If you tell anybody about this, we'll press charges. You were meant you were abusing a mental case, and that's a criminal offense." Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're not wrong necessarily. That is a little. It's a crazy to try to read the codes for these movies, like the older movies, because. They're words that I wouldn't normally use. Like, I wouldn't call somebody a mental case. I wouldn't call somebody the R word. But these quotes sometimes say it. Like, I know I had to say it in the last episode, and I was like, eh. Well, they, they used to call them, like, mongoloids or whatever. That's, I always thought that was... I used to have these toys called Manchichis. Manchichis? And so, you remember Manchichi? No. You know, these little, like, monkey-looking things, but they had people faces, but they were, like, super hairy. No. I used to call my kids Manchichi because they were born all hairy. I don't but then, that. but for when my entire ch- childhood, I thought when people said mongoloids, I thought they meant Manchichi. Really? <laughs> yeah. So on another visit, Anne brings baby a stuffed tiger. Oh, right. You want to talk about this. I know, right? So she brings her a stuffed quote unquote tiger, <laughs> but it's not a tiger. It's Go a ahead. Fucking lion. It's a lion. Okay. I know your line says tiger, but you see it's a lion. Mm-hmm. Why not just say lion? Okay. Oh, so annoying. that really it's, pissed you off, right? Well, a little tiny things, detail. Yeah, because they like pull me out of the movie. Sure. Like when like when we were watching, what was that movie? Uh The Family in the in the Summer House. Those crazy guys came over. Fun, funny games. Oh, funny games. Yeah, I'm like, she's cross-contaminating her whole kitchen. Wash your fucking hands, you oh, filthy hoe. Oh, yeah, hole. because like, of... Yeah. Well, so that I noticed that sometimes, you know, you take that very literal. It's like, in the movies, they're not going to take their shoes off when they get on the bed. They're not going to wash their hands after they touch yeah, chicken. Yeah, but what I'm That's telling just you the is movies. she touched steak. Yeah, I know. I, I, I saw it, and but I didn't see it. Her phone. I didn't see it until you pointed it out. I'm just telling you, it pulls me out of the movie. I get it. I get it. Yeah, but in that moment, I'm not thinking like, "Oh, wait, you're just you're contaminating your kitchen." Like, I don't the think about the entire movie. Like she didn't wash her hands. I know, but I get it. But I don't okay, anyway. So you ever notice that in movies and TV shows that a lot of times when people end a conversation, they just Hang up the hang phone. Hang up or walk away and don't have a final line. You That's know how when... Uh, not normal. It, like, if we were in uh, on a TV show or a movie, we turn the TV on right now and it would show us exactly something that we absolutely needed to know. Mm-hmm. That's movie magic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I get that. But it takes me out of the movie. Right. I get okay. it. So she brings a stuffed lion. A stuffed lion? A stuffed lion. <laughs> a stuffed lion. What did I say? I thought you said stuffed lion. Not a step lane. <laughs> <laughs> um, she also manages. Okay, so Alba was watching Baby outside in his playpen. Oh, she right, managed yeah. to let, like convince her to go into the house to answer the phone call. Right, there was. And so she was there. So Anne was with Baby outside, and she managed to get him to stand up. Yeah, it was a big deal that though. he could stand up. That he can do stuff, right? Sure. But just then, that's when Mrs. Wadsworth, right. Wadsworth shows up. Because it was up, a big deal. And she's pissed off. That Alba, right, it was a big deal. Alba 
was like, no, I'm not supposed to leave him. And then she was like, yeah, but I'll be watching him. And mm-hmm. it's just to go get a phone. So Alba was like, ah, I guess you're right. And sure enough, that's when her mom came home. And that's when she was like, what are you doing trusting her? I told you not to leave him alone right. or whatever, you know? Right. But that's also when, that's also when um, uh, Mrs. Wadsworth and Anne have a re- very real conversation. And that's when Anne starts saying, I want to take him to a school for children with special needs. And I'm like, that's a great idea. And the mom is like, I don't know. No, I can't afford it. She's made every excuse in the book. And finally, Anne has to pass this test in order for Mrs. Wadsworth to consider it. And she fails. She like tries to coax a baby to, you know, be proactive. But because, um, you know, all the negative reinforcement he probably is receiving when he does things, Mm -hmm. um, baby doesn't comply does not comply whatsoever. And so she fails. But Mrs. Wadsworth says, I'll consider it. Yeah. However, Which is sort of strange, no? I mean... No, I no. mean, so as a, as a parent of a child with special needs, you're really, initially, you're really, really hesitant to just let anybody do what they want. Like, in fact, when Anne was saying, oh, I'll drive him to, your, to the school, she, uh, the mom says, um, nobody no. takes baby anywhere without me, which I get. Like, I wouldn't want, after decades, you're talking about two decades of nobody helping other than here's some money and my social worker is going to make sure that everybody's okay. Um, suddenly somebody wants to pick my son up and drive him somewhere without me. No, yeah, that's not fucking happening. Yeah, nobody would be no, with that, I, I don't think. Mrs. Wadsworth is actually correct in a lot of ways where she's, you know, there's some, ex- there's a lot of extremes, of course, but she's protective of her children. Uh, she wants to make sure that not just anybody has access to her child and because her son has special needs and her son um, is still a baby, she specifically tells Alba, do not leave him yeah. alone. Yeah. Which is, exactly. that's normal. Yeah. And Alba is, Com- she, yeah, she, com- she, she complies. Compliant. Yeah. She's want to leave her, but like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Gen- and Yeah. Gentry. She does a good job of persuading her and you know we yeah well once Anne leaves happy that she got Mrs. Wadsworth to say okay I'll think about it Alba starts punishing baby back upstairs in his room oh with the uh, cattle prod with the cattle prod oh my god yeah she's like over and over again yeah okay so here's another thing there are drawings all over the bedroom Uh like little kids drawings but they can't be babies. Why not? He's not developmentally able to create those things. If he can't eat solid foods, um, pull himself up, and hold the ball properly, how is he drawing a house? How is he drawing a girl? How is he drawing <laughs> dogs? I don't know. Mind blown. Maybe uh, that's something they never thought about. But, um, I mean, because... I don't know. One would maybe say he's um, just faking it and he does know how to do these motor skills. He just doesn't want to. Well, then it would just make this whole movie so much more sad (laughs) because I'll tell you when we get to the end, but it would just make it so much more sad. Um, Okay. So then uh, Jermaine defends him with the cattle prod. And then we find out later that Jermaine actually is fucking her brother. Is she though? Well, she walks into the room no, and she yeah. pulls off her clothes she and she in gets bed into with him, bed with him. Sure. But does she actually do it? Like, because 
But he doesn't know what to do. He's a fucking baby. He can't stand up. So is she like getting him hard and but just sitting on it? he wanted whatever? to suckle on. He, he wasn't oh. being breastfed for 20 years. He knew what boobs were and he enjoyed it. And he, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe he knew what he was doing with the babysitter. You so, know? Wait, no, I, I'm still confused. You're saying that he does know how to suck on titties? and because... Well, he knew how to suck on titties. Yeah, he... but that's like a... An, um... How? 20 years ago, maybe he was breastfed. But since then, he hasn't been breastfed. He has a bottle. He's specifically shown with a bottle. No, but maybe Jermaine has been breastfeeding him. Maybe that's part of her little... How? She can't be breastfeeding him because she wouldn't have any milk unless the baby is hers. I don't know how that works, but I'm just saying, like, maybe, you know, she just gets in bed and lets him suck on it, even though nothing comes out. (laughs) It doesn't make it any better. I know it doesn't make it better, but I'm saying maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know. They're a weird know. family. It gets fucking weird. They're a weird family. Weird er, let me just say. Yeah. Um, so that whole special needs school, whatever, Mrs. Wadsworth misses the appointment, and yeah. that's when um we find out that um She just intentionally doesn't go. She doesn't show up. Um Anne is just sitting around waiting. She's like, she told me she would come, whatever. And then all of a sudden she gets her on the phone and she's like, no, I decided I'm not going. Right. And then they say that she should call her boss and her boss informs her that she's off the case because there's been a complaint. Mm -hmm. That's when Anne hustles her ass back to the Wadra's home and, um, and tells them, tells Mrs. Wadsworth, you're sick. You're the one who needs help, not baby. Right. Right. And, Prior to that, um, prior to her having a complaint, she was told by a doctor that said, if you have these concerns about baby, you need to go to the, what is it called? Public guardian, which is, I guess, public uh, social services or whatever the hell. Um, And she's like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. But that's exactly what she threatens the Wadsworth family right now. When she goes and tells tells her off, she goes, I'm going to call them on you and I will I will see you in court, mm. right? And that's when the Watcher family starts to panic. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. They took it seriously. So Anne leaves. Right. She goes home. And when she gets home, her mother-in-law tells her that the Mrs. Wadsworth wants her to call her. And she calls her back, and she invites her to baby's birthday party. Birthday party. Fucking random. Yeah, right. So why didn't she know about baby's birthday before that instance? Have oh, they not invited um, her? That's, that's kind of mean. Well, how long at this point in time have she been seeing them? Well, at least for quite a while. And wouldn't you want to keep your social worker happy? if she, Especially if she's getting you into all of these programs. Especially if, um, well, I guess they filed a complaint. Because it was the next day that it was the birthday. But isn't this just non-prepared social worker? Like, how do you not know it's this kid's birthday? Yeah, I guess. I mean, to me, it's one of those things that would be on the initial form that she got. <laughs> yeah. But then you might have to figure that she does have probably more than one case. And maybe, she, you know. Uh, she's she supposed to have. That's why she was reprimanded. She didn't. Oh, but, so, but still, I don't know. Birthdays. Like, you don't. Not everybody remembers the birthdays. Like. It's on your form. Yeah, but for. All right, whatever. So, um, the party. Yeah, the strange the party. The party. It's like a 60s orgy. And Mrs. Wadsworth is like the hot stuff. She's the hot host. Oh, yeah. And oh, she's actually pretty cool. And then uh, Jermaine, she has this fucked up hairstyle. 
she looks like she tried a permit but then gave up halfway and then um and then alba i guess she's just there but she has like one of her suitors there that's kind of a pervo creepo that's hitting yeah, her she's wearing like a shirt with no bra her nipples are poking through and she's got little uh tiny shorts on daisy duke shorts Tell me more because I didn't remember that. <laughs> what else is she wearing? Yeah, no, she. There's a scene where she's <laughs> going upstairs and she's you could you know. There's like a up skirt short shot. She's actually wearing a dress, so whatever. So that means it makes more sense. <laughs> she's she's waiting. It's not a long dress; it's a short dress. Right. Yes, and yeah. you can see up the dress. Like so she goes up the stairs. Um, not that I was that, looking; but it was just happened to be there. That's when I kind of thought, oh. This is why Mrs. Wadsworth has baby developmentally stunted. Because during the party, we find that she's getting all this praise and all this adoration for being such a fabulous mother and, and having to sacrifice her life for a child with so many needs. Yeah, and I she's see. she's eating that shit up. Yeah. So I'm thinking she got attention for it once mm-hmm. and she just kept it going because she enjoys the attention because... We know that everybody at that party is part of her crew. Like, they were able to get a birthday party together. So that's somebody that is part of their lives. Like, that's her circle of friends. And there was a lot of people there for... Uh, I mean, I wasn't expecting there to be it's that many It's a kid's birthday there. party, right. but there are no kids. But it was also Not like even baby, because he's 21. Time. It was at night. <laughs> it was yeah. weird. Was and they were night. like... Drinking and dancing. And, and drugs. Dr- yeah. yeah. It was like, I don't know. It was just one of those like. And Anne is there. And her social worker is there. Yeah. And um, I like it because Miss um, Wadsworth dance like this. <laughs> 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 um, but um, Anne is there and she's adamant. She's not drinking. She wants to be sober when she talks to Mrs. Wadsworth. Yeah. Fucking like, prude. Yeah, that's going to happen. No, it's not even that she was a prude. It's she wanted to talk to Mrs. Wadsworth when she was sober. Yeah, because Mrs. Wadsworth at this point, like, this woman, this woman complained to her boss about her. She has something she wants. You know, like, it's important for her, right? But during a dart game, uh, so then she starts to play darts with Alba. And she's winning. And she says... Um, you know, when Alba's saying, oh, you're, you're such a good player, she goes, when you're a winner, the possibility of losing doesn't even exist. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and that's very telling. And and so then they decide to spike her Inevitably, drink. Inevitably, she gets roofied. And yes, she starts uh, playing more darts, but she's So when pretty... she starts to pass out, the sisters <laughs> and the mom hogtie her in the garage to dispose of later. Was it a garage or a basement? It's a garage. It, oh, okay. All right. And, and it's it's so, like, fucking crazy because the party's happening outside. Because Baby is neglected, he's just roaming around and he sees what happens. So yeah. he goes and he unlocks the door yeah. mm-hmm. and goes in and, and, and escapes. But not only does she escape, she kidnaps baby and takes her takes him with her yep back home yep they f- see her at the last second like escaping with baby no, they don't, don't they no. no what they do is after the party's over oh, right. the okay. doors open and they're they're looking for her that's right after right? and then they try over. to change mm-hmm. you know try to get in the car to search but she had also and had slashed the tires slashed the tires yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. right i remember now they was th- they said good- goodbyes to all the house guests before mm-hmm. they noticed that baby wasn't there and all that yeah Interesting. Yeah. And now for the climax. Give it to me. All right. 
back at Anne's house, she's bathing baby. She's getting him ready. She puts him in a oh. suit. The house is this grand house. It's actually one of the houses over there in uh, on Wilton or something, on Highland or something, in uh, like by Larchmont. Yeah. Um, it's a grand, like super beautiful home. Yeah. And there's people building a pool for her. Right, yeah. Like the, the, the pool is like in the middle of being built. So she's, you know, she's got some money, this social Yeah, they worker. haven't poured the cement yet. They just dug the hole. Right, right. So far, it's just a big ditch. Yeah. And um, she takes a picture of baby standing and yeah. sends it to the family. And she says, and in note in, in with the, the picture. And yeah, in yeah. a suit, standing <laughs> up, um, being propped up by a chair because he obviously doesn't stand. Yes. And um, it looks like he's humping the chair. And then... Uh, <laughs> The, the the note says this to the to the um, Wadsworth. Wadsworths. I'm in the process of making baby into a grown man. As I has I as I have always su- suspected, his responses are those of a sensitive and intelligent person. His progress so far proves that beyond a doubt. In a short time, the baby you once knew will no longer exist. Your baby will be lost to you forever, and some other stuff. Um, and that's when the women are like, "Fuck." this bitch i know that's cold she's just like fuck you i'm taking your fucking child and, and the horse you rode in on yeah so the women are like fuck this alba's like just tell us what you want us to do just tell us she's gangsta she's gangsta so the women drive around town looking for ann's car and they find ann's car and they uh they park down the st- across the street and the daughters, Alba and Jermaine, get sent to do some recon. Mm-hmm. And they get into the house. They, they, they split up to get into the house. Jermaine goes around back and she sees uh, the teddy bear that belonged to that belonged to um, Baby. So she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, right, yeah. So she gets the teddy bear. She opens the door. The door's unlocked. Uh, she opens the door and she... Um, Gets in the house. She drops the gun. Um, she drops the gun. She drops the teddy bear. And inside that purse that she's carrying, there's a gun. So she walks and goes further into the house. This is Jermaine, right? Jermaine. Yeah. She hears baby crying and being scolded. Oh, right. And goes up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Alba is coming in from another side. From the other she side, She actually yeah. goes through the back where the pool is because she has to walk around that ditch. Mm-hmm. She goes into the house. She sees the teddy bear and Jermaine's purse. Yep. She also hears baby and heads upstairs. After the girls are taking too long, Mama, who's sitting in the car, makes her way into the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just, she's doing one of those, like, a t- the Tony Soprano scene where he's like, if I'm not back in 15 minutes, come in and guns are blazing. But she busts a uh, Harry, no, uh, Marv move from Home Alone. She goes in through the basement. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and she she's like sleuthing around and calling the girls' names out, and she he, and she looks up because a drop of something hit her face. Uh-huh. And, and it's Jermaine. It's she's dead, dead on the banister. Yeah. Now, did she get stabbed or choked she or something? Had, did, um, she's the one who had the gun in her hand, right? Right. But she's been... Yeah, I didn't really no, see how she... No, it doesn't say. She's just dead. She's just like hanging over she's the banister. She's just hanging dead over yeah. the banister, yeah. As um, she's like holding her... And saying, you know, Jermaine, Jermaine, Alba comes in from another room and is like, has a knife in her back. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then suddenly Anne, like uh, Norman Bates out of this room with a hatchet, <laughs> like just out of nowhere, 
and she goes to try to attack yeah. Mrs. Wadsworth. Right. But and she a doesn't... chase ensues, and they go all around the house, and they go back up the stairs, and then that's when the mother-in-law right. goes to attack her too, and Mrs. Wadsworth does what? Flies she over the banister. Jumps Just... from the second floor down to the first floor. Yeah. And breaks her leg. And breaks her legs, yeah. And she's like, oh, my leg. Like, that's going to stop. Like, everybody, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. Base. Pam. <laughs> Yeah, was it, but did she get like pushed or she jumped? She jumped. Okay. She jumped to try to get away from these two craziest mm-hmm. and understandably so. And broke her legs on the way down. Yeah. Okay. So, but Anne doesn't let the mother-in-law kill her. No. She says this is better because right. earlier in the movie Anne is like, oh, what's she was worse like, than being? She was comparing um, the abuse of baby being stunted in mm-hmm. his development to being buried alive. And yeah. she's like, what's worth than being worse, what's worth, what's worse than being buried alive. Right. And, and it turns out Mrs. Wadsworth is about to find out right. because this, these bitches take the two dead girls and an alive Mrs. Wadsworth and take them into a pool where they've dug a hole mm-hmm. and bury them. Yep. Cause you heard earlier, she was like, um, Oh, don't tell them to come and uh, drop the cement yet. Wait till like Monday or whatever, because <laughs> she knew she was gonna get them like those bodies in there she first. She knew that the, that picture those and that note was gonna set them off. Yeah, yeah, and then so basically they get buried underneath the pool. The cement goes in, and the the oh we haven't got to the very last part. Wait, yet. wait, wait, wait. The cement goes in, mm-hmm. and there you go. And you think great, the evil is gone. The evil woman is dead. Um, yeah. The, she, they're not abusing this child anymore. You know, if baby had been um, already able to be developmentally well and he's just faking it for his safety, he yeah. can then be a man. Right. Nope. Because Anne takes him out of a closet where he was being punished and takes him into the playroom where her husband is also a man baby. And she had kidnapped the baby to be his friend. I know. And then what are they doing later on? They're swimming in the goddamn pool. Yeah, and then she does something where she's like, oh, let's uh, both of my men or something. What does she call it? Which is crazy. So now this is why I'm talking about you don't know. Who the good guy is, you don't know who the bad guy is. You're just like, what the actual fuck? Yeah, so she was a demented social worker from the get-go so after her husband had that accident. knows about this case and requested it because she knew this whole time she was going to steal baby. Yeah, She exactly. saw that he was intelligent and such, but didn't give a fuck and said, I'm just going to keep him as a baby for my husband. Right. Also, if your theory is correct, that... Because there are times where he has glimpses of, oh, shit, that's fucked up. Oh, shit, that's going on. Where you feel like he understands more. Right. It makes it so much more sad because at this end part of the movie, um, there's this, like, he baby sits there and he's interacting with the husband. And you can kind of see this, like, despair of, fuck, I'm trapped like this forever. Because you re- you think if, if, if he had already understood that... She's my savior. She's going to get me away from these people that are bad, people that are mean to me. That's great. I can live a normal life. No, I can't. Well, so here's my thoughts on that. Um, Yeah, she was sick and she had her own. Yes, she was sick. She had her own plot and and, um, 
you know, she probably wasn't fit to be a social worker at that point in time either. But nobody really knew because she kept it all behind closed doors. The only one who was aware of it was her mother-in-law. Who was also in on it. Yeah, you Because know, at the end yeah. of the movie, she's sitting there by the pool smoking a cigarette laughing at all of her family. Right, now, exactly. here's the thing. Where again? Did Mrs. Wadsworth already hate whatever? Like, was it hate? Did she hate men and she was taking out revenge? Or... I don't know. Was she so traumatized... By man after man after man leaving her, and finally the last one leaving her before um, before her baby was born to just set her off and was like, nope, no man is leaving me ever again. Or all of that trauma, and we know that baby had some psychological exams when he was little. So we know that there was something up with him, right? There was something up with him. Now, was it that severe? Probably not. But... What if he had something very mild? You know, maybe he had something that was, you know, treatable mm-hmm. or something that was livable, like something that would still give him a normal existence, a typical existence. So what if that and that initial attention of, oh, my gosh, and that's what kind of just like, oh, I can get this attention every day. Yeah. I don't like Munchausen's by proxy, right? Like there was that girl that her mom made her pretend that she was in a wheelchair and always sick so that she got all the attention. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's probably a, a very true. Right? So the thing is, like, this is the way we're, you know, weird, insane people. Like, you, you can't figure them out. There is no logic to it. So, I don't know. That's that's just what it is. I don't think that way because I'm not like that. Um, I thought the movie was entertaining. And that's, that's cool. But it, it was... You know, it, it was again. It's the movie was fucked. I up. think you liked it more than I liked it. I think it was cool for what it was. I didn't know we were going to do an episode on it, but um, you know that's cool. It, it just it was a weird movie. Not very. Yeah. It didn't like spook me, and I'm not horrified. I'm not. I'm not. Um, you know, disturbed. But by you were it. unsettled by it. I was unsettled with that makes some it of the scenes. Well, I guess it's, yes, sure, sure. So do you give it two thumbs up? Because I don't. I I mean, I would say if you want to watch a crazy movie that's, you know, not all about, like, gore and um, disturbing, like, imagery, then watch The Baby for a fun little time. I mean, I think everybody should watch it at least once, but just to get it out of their system. But it's it's one of those movies that you just... um, the thing is, you got to be into it, You don't have to it, watch though. it, but it would be good to watch it. Like It's hard to get past the whole baby you, noise thing, though. Yeah, yeah that's true. If it was just... Oh, sorry. If it was just, like, a man voice See, doing baby sounds, that would have been fine. It, it, that does lightly... It, it does take you out of it a little bit. But what I'm saying is I would... Um, I don't know. I, I like the movie in that it really left me... Who's the bad guy? Who's the good guy? I mean, yeah, I, I figured out the movie. You, you were watching it together. I figured it out in the first 10 minutes. But it was still nice to be like, oh, I'm feeling empathy towards this person. Oh, shit, now I'm feeling empathy towards this person. It kind of leads you going back and forth. So. Yeah, I guess. So for me, you know, uh, I think part of the reason why you liked it is because you have kids. And, you, you know, there's part of it that... that um, no. No? No. <laughs> Well, what I'm trying to say is like the baby noise thing really threw me off because I couldn't sit down and take this movie seriously. Now you know how I feel when bitches don't wash their hands in movies. 
Yeah, but all right, whatever. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you as a mother can hear beyond that and be like, oh, okay, well, this is a movie about a family with a baby and all that. Me, I don't really care because I don't have kids and I not really So like, you also don't have a shark, but you watch Jaws. You also have never been in a hostel where someone tries to kill you, but true, you watch the hostel. but I'm saying, like, the like, baby it, noise I'm talking about, it... It was a disturbing sound that wouldn't allow me to concentrate on the movie because I'm like, like me being a mother has nothing to do with whether or not this okay. movie was something that I enjoyed watching the first time. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> this, this me liking this movie was just because it was unsettling. It was unnerving. It left me like, ugh. Now, the part of me being a mother probably helped in being and uh, like showing empathy towards both scenarios. Sure. Right. But that's it. Like, yeah. no, I, I don't see my children in these people. I don't. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I'm talking about the sound of the baby. Like, that has it nothing makes, to do with it because that it sound of the baby. It took me out of it so much. Like, I didn't want to even watch the movie because of that thing, that noise. It was annoying. I just watched it because we watched it together, but it was annoying. And if it was something like I was watching on my own, I would have clicked off of it. I enjoyed the movie. You don't have to enjoy the movie. Uh, yeah, You right. can be creeped out by that. I'm creeped out by other things about this movie. But what I'm saying is I think people should give it a watch. All right. I'm saying... I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying you're going to love it. I'm just saying it's worth the watch. Sure. I'm saying if you got nothing else better to do and you want to watch something weird, sure, go ahead. Otherwise, you can probably skip it. Right. Okay. Anything else you want to share? Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty much done with this movie. Um. All right, where are we going? All right, well, that's us. That's it for us today. Join us next week when we discuss. Dun, dun, dun. Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead. Living brains, live brains, brains. live brains, like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So. Yep. Thanks for stopping by. Please take a moment to hit subscribe uh, if you have not yet done so. And check out our website where you can take check out all of our backlog episodes that are audio only. Um, we also have our Patreon where you can, you know, pitch in and see if maybe we can stop getting out of pocket on these things. Probably get our new studio back up and running. Yep. Um, also, we have uh, special projects. We'll start posting those on our website as well, Ste- specifically Stefan's Music. Um, and check out check us out on social media. We're not great at social media. We're in that middle generation where we enjoy it, but we don't know how to do it that well. So <laughs> the handles are in the show notes. Yeah. Um, hit us up whenever you want to share a movie we should be watching. We are at... Uh, icecreamparlor.podcast at gmail.com our website is icecreampodcast.com and we'll see you next time see you on the flip side kids okay bye